Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to DAP Radio. Today, we have the honor of speaking with the Open DeFi Notification Protocol. Gentlemen, how are y'all today? Very good. Awesome. Thank, you, Thank you for having us. Absolutely. It is such a pleasure to get to speak with you guys. So I want to jump in. I want to hop in. I want to learn everything about uh, the, the protocol. Um, let's, let's dive into it. So first, would love to just get an understanding of who you guys are and uh, what role y'all do play in the protocol. So would love to really hear y'all's story. Okay, so I'll start. My name is um, Ren Hammer. Uh, actually, both myself and Daddy, we work for Orbs.com. Um, we are a protocol. And actually, Open Defense Notification uh, is one of the uh, uh, we're promoting for our, our blockchain. We'll talk about that so um i am uh, i'm a lawyer by trade not practicing but that's how i started uh, since 2015 i had one of my clients come up to me said listen i raised some money for uh, the bitcoin for your fiat currency ask them okay what is bitcoin how i i get into the space and, and been quite active since then uh full time since 2017 and uh, yeah, as a company, Orbs, we've been around since 2017 as a company. We launched our uh, March of 2019. So we've been around for quite some time. And our focus is really build good infrastructure for, for DeFi and Web3 apps. I love it. Awesome. Uh, I'm uh, David. I um, work as a solutions architect on, uh, in Orbs, and I'm a tech enthusiast and also, of course, crypto enthusiast. I've been interested in crypto ever since, you know, 2016. Um, and yeah, I kind of uh, built most of the DeFi notification protocol. And uh, of course, I'll be happy to, you know, Shed some more light on on how the engine works and how this entire thing is uh, is built, like in the more of a tech kind of uh, point of view. Um, yeah, that's it. Thanks. All right. So you know, I really want to get a, an understanding of what does the protocol do. You know, so maybe you could start us um, back with the origins of the you know really the project and the tech. What was the main problem that you were looking to solve? And then how did y'all go about building the solution? And what really is the solution to the problem that the technology provides? So um, yeah. I mean, you want to take it, uh, Ron? I'll start and you dive into the technology. Uh, OK, so, sorry. Um, so just, I mean, generally, like a lot of other project is like a general purpose blockchain you know everybody wants to be an ethereum king obviously nobody killed ethereum um that was you know that was not just back then you know eos tezos all these guys um actually um you know by the time we launched in 2019 really wanted to focus down on enterprise on enterprise use cases we had a few Big projects, World Bank. Uh, we had a thing with Procter and Gamble, a big pro project, but um, we didn't really see um, in full power into 
you know, into blockchain ecosystem, really like, you know, their databases or do open networks. Um, but what, what we did see is, and then NFT boom. So we did see a lot of innovation coming in from within the space itself. So um, to focus on, on um, native uh, use cases. Specifically, um, what Orbs does in a very interesting EVM blockchain. So basically, Orbs, uh, it's a proof of stake blockchain, you know, similar to what other chains are doing and what Ethereum is now, is now um, getting into. Um, but what we can do is basically we can run any, um, basically run uh, a full, a full uh, uh, Docker image. You don't have to. You don't have to write in smart contracts uh, when you develop in top of Orbs. So actually, best use case is being a layer three solution. So basically, if Ethereum is accessing, then you can have scaling solutions like Polygon as a layer two. Then Orbs actually acts enhancing what you can do with EVM smart contracts, and that's kind of how we came. One of our first uses cases for this layer three, uh, uh, we came up uh, to the point uh, the develop and launch open notification protocol. And maybe, David, you can take out what open notification is. Hey, thanks. Yeah, so um, uh, as Ron said, this is kind of the first use case that we found for, um, um, you know, trying to run something that can't be run uh, directly through the blockchain. So for example, um, this notification part, with, which is something that interacts with us on our, you know, our, on our mobile devices, something that is being pushed directly to us. It's something that uh, is impossible to do with just a blockchain because blockchain is, you know, is good for storing data and, and make it immutable, but it, it kind of cannot interact with, with, you know, with the outside world. Um, so this is something that we want to kind of try to, to resolve. So to take stuff that is on the blockchain and, and then in a decentralized manner, kind of export it out to, to um, you know, to our um, daily devices like our mobile phones. Um, so if, for example, uh, say you have a position in, uh, in any kind of DeFi uh, protocol and any, any DEX, like you put you put liquidity in, in, in any of, of the pools and you want to get notified for when you are about to be li liquidated or when your, you know, uh, impermanent loss becomes too, too, too big or just the price of the tokens drops. And this is something that, of course, is impossible from, from directly from the blockchain. Uh, so you can do this with, you know, kind of decentralized engines um, with, sorry, with centralized engines. Like you can just run a server somewhere and, and read the blockchain and, and, and then send a push notification to someone. But we wanted to do this in a decentralized manner. So you would have, the, you still have the security that nobody's trying to tamper with those uh, push notifications and make advantage, take advantage of them uh, uh, to, you know, to make you, I don't know, do some, uh, some action, like for example, make you sell your tokens when you shouldn't sell them. Um, so the way Orbs is built, like the way uh, that we, uh, kind of facilitate that the the orbs network for that is that orbs itself as as Ron said is a proof of stake uh, uh, blockchain and 
we take this stake and, and we run the, the part that is run outside of the blockchain, the kind of, in, in this case, it's a, it's a virtual machine, which runs outside of the blockchain. It's run across all the nodes in the blockchain uh, of orbs in the orbs blockchain. And in, in, that, in that way, it's still decentralized. It still has the security of all those nodes that are, you know, staking their tokens, of course, to, 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 uh, to run this. Uh, and that way, it's still, you know, you, you get the security of a decentralized blockchain to run something that currently, uh, before that, was impossible. So just to make sure I fully understand here, because I feel like there's a lot going. So the actual problem that we wanted to solve was understanding what was going on on chain and then being able to be alerted to that, obviously through notifications, um, when different things happen. So like if you're about to get liquidated, if something uh, drops a lot, there's significant movement, just basically important information that you should know that's kind of difficult to keep tabs on if it doesn't pop up right on your phone. And so that's really the, the big use case is staying current and not missing any super important information. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, that's, uh, that's the entire point of it. It kind of keeps you uh, constantly connected to the state of, of the chain, the state of your position somewhere, keep keep you you know from from being uh, you know from from needing to to stay to, to stay constantly on your uh, computer checking, refreshing, and 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 seeing you know whether you need to get out or not. Oh, that's I mean, just uh, you no, know, it's a very simple. A lot of people do a lot of stuff uh, on chain. I mean, the big Biggest, the most subscribed alpaca finance on BSC, which is leverage farming. Obviously, when using leverage, you have to monitor your payment. I'm not a complete uh, uh, noob. You know, I do some leverage farming. Uh, I, I, I use, uh, you know, a ledger, treasure, some uh, a hardware wallet. Connecting is not e easy. I mean, I have to have my wallet. Uh, I have to have my, uh, my computer. I have to to be on web, I have to, you know, I have to uh, I click on the code uh, uh, every few minutes, locked out, and I have to monitor my position. Um, you know, when when I and, and and price is volatile, which in our space is always um, the top of your positions, but it's not an easy thing. I mean, you don't want to walk around all day. You know, you don't want to know spend the day with your your kids with your laptop, like. You know, uh, <laughs> going into your ledger all the time. So basically, what what DeFi notification lets you do is let's see, you know, you connect your wallet, you set up the notification types you want to get, all the fancy stuff under the hood. You don't, you know, as a user, um, you know, and and you know that you know if if you get like if the health fan goes under whatever threshold that you, you set, then you get a notification, and then you know you need to drop everything. Add collateral, whatever it is you need to do in order to, you know, not get liquidated. That's the thing, you know. Um, we'll we say that that, I mean, it's not it's not a new thing to see in in our in our spaces user interface. You know, it's not easy. Like and 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 moving crypto around, you know, using PayPal or or Venmo is is easy. 
using, you know, your bank app for investing or Robinhood is easier than using hardware wallet. But, um, um, you know, these little parts of technology such as and the, the app implementation, by the way, the app is available on, on both iOS, uh, really lets you, you know, really helps you with that. Like, like bring, you know, something that's a bit more user-friendly and a bit more um, close to, you know, them, you know, our banking app or, or other finance apps. I love that. You know, I'm, I'm curious because it seems like once you get more advanced or maybe advanced isn't, isn't the right word, but once you're spread out more and let's say you're operating on five or six different chains and you're working through, you know, five or six different platforms per chain and you have five or six different positions per platform per chain, well, that's a lot to really monitor. So how do you use this functionality in a way to where it's not just a fire hose that you're just sticking your face in front of and then, you know, just getting blasted. Like, how do you make sure you're getting the right information at the right time? So, um, well, well, first of all, I mean, you can, you can, within the app, you can set your own thresholds. So you don't want to, for example, be notified for any small change in, in your position, then you can set a higher threshold. But um, the thing you mentioned that, you know, you're maybe on across multiple chains and multiple DEXs. So that's the, that's the beauty of it, that it's very, very simple to create new uh, types of notifications and connect to new chains. We are already on, I think, uh, six uh, different uh, blockchains and um, and across, you know, many, many. Uh, seven, seven. We just added, we just added Kronos, I think. Right. Was uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and as I said, it's, it's so simple. So, so, you know, adding new ones, is just, uh, um, a very simple process. So you would kind of, you know, you set, you would set your subscriptions to the, to those specific, uh, DEXs or specific apps that you want to monitor and, and you would set your own thresholds. And, you know, so, so for me, for example, I use this app too. So if I want to get notified every day about something, like for example, even the price of gas, I can, I can monitor it. So I can just set, you know, very high or low threshold. Just alert me whenever the price of gas is below 200 way, for example. So I'd get a notification for, for each day saying the price of gas is this and that. And if I want to, if I have a position in somewhere else that I want to be notified only when the health factor is dr drops dramatically below a certain threshold, then this is something that I know that We'll keep monitoring it, but I won't get any notifications unless something horrible has, has happened. Uh, so yeah, it's it's pretty flexible, and you can set whatever parameters you want. Um, and the protocol itself is, is an open source, so, so you know everybody can can just um, fork it and 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 write their own kind of notification types that they want. And, yeah, I love that. So when you're thinking about now the difference between the notification side that seems like pure functionality that seems like a, a use case that was carved out and, and almost productized if you will can you speak on the actual chain that y'all have built and just help me understand um you know what's what's the function what's the purpose um the you know the the staking 
Um, how does that all play into it? And how do, th how do these two pieces work together? I'll be happy to, uh, to take that. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So I was, there's two, two sides to this play, right? One side is what's the engine drives the network. And then on the other hand, you have, okay, so what is this machine used for engine? So, so Orbs is a delicated proof of stake blockchain. So basically we have two we have, have delegators, basically delegate their stake to the validators and the validators, the Orbs guardians, um, is actually a committee of top 20, um, again, selected obviously based on self-stake and delegated stake and sends us mechanism. So um, what happens is basically you can run, you can run pro programs on top of orbs in a decentralized manner. Every time a consensus is required, then the top 22 nodes awesome. Um, so right now we have dropped and prices of everything dropped. Um, um, although Orbs was doing, um, we have around hundred million dollars uh, uh, TVA locked uh, uh, voting for for um, for uh, um, the um, we provide a ten percent uh, uh, staking rewards fees for the guardians, and the guardians can set their own split of how much the delegators. The default is one third to the uh, guardian. Uh, is 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 one third to the delegators. So um, uh, that's on the proof of stake side. Um, on the usage side, um, as a developer using Orb, uh, you can basically run code. This same way you would use blockchain, but actually on a centralized cloud. So you don't write in Solidity, you can write in Go or any any other language you want. And basically we have two products, um, Orbs VM, which is quite similar to AWS EC2. It's basically you can run your own virtual with your own resource on top of Orbs blockchain. Uh, or you can just run, run Lambda functions uh, which is which is basically on-demand on resource for whatever use case you need. So that's kind kind of like how the usage side works. And in terms of uh, um, like best way we see about using orbs, and I'm gonna we already discussed defensifications, so I'm gonna give other examples to enhance EVM smart contracts. So quite simply, you can. See See DeFi protocols. Uniswap can implement everything they do using just even nothing is run on a centralized server, except for uh, just the front end. Um, but not a lot of projects can actually achieve that. And um, have uh, you know some of their stuff implemented using smart contracts, but then a lot of their logic using. Um, Centralized backend. So what you can do with or three is basically decentralize that backend. So 
again, if you run let's on Ethereum as well as some on some scaling solutions, but then you have to run under the UI. So we can take that part of the backend and and make it this. And this lets you implement a lot of interesting interesting stuff. Um, give one example where we're talking to some some projects about now is indexes, for example, right? right? The thing is, uh, you don't have character when you do swaps in indexes, meaning um, when, now, you know, when we're in other big uh, decentralized exchange, then basically I initiate the smart contract in one block. But let, let's say I want to do like time-weighted average price. I want to sell, if I would do it on Binance on a centralized exchange, you could just set the parameters and sell just in chunk because I don't want that to affect, don't want the order book to move too, too much and I don't want too much slippage. Um, but you can do that on DEXs. Using orbs, you can basically set these kind of functions, you know, act in specific time intervals because you don't have time intervals. You have to basically execute everything within the block where you execute. You don't have events, smart contracts, and you do have events in orbs because it's, you know, it's like any other computer code. One, one example of how you can utilize orbs uh, for DeFi. Okay. Um, so, Rand, we're having a little bit of trouble hearing you. Um, and, and folks, I know, uh, you know, we're doing things live here, so occasionally there are a few um, tech issues. Um, but, uh, Deddy, maybe you could... Come back over and just maybe help summarize what Ram was saying, just to to really reinforce the point um, and and really drive it home for us to make sure we totally have this foundation to understand. Yeah. So uh, basically, what what I was saying is um, the the Ors blockchain allows you to run uh, things like, say, for example, uh, things that require kind of outside the blockchain triggers uh, to to run them. In a decentralized manner, and then allow you to, for example, create transactions to the blockchain and and, and be able to, um, if you want to set, for example, a limit order or or something that requires you to do outside of the blockchain calculations, and then transact to the blockchain and make make this happen. The problem with smart contracts is that uh, they can't be set to do something unless you are the one initiating it, right? So. Uh, for other uh, kind of uh, uh, protocols, you would have to have this kind of bot that sits on a, a VM or or a lambda and 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 you know periodically creates transactions to the contract to to calculate uh, you know to calculate pools or to rebalance pools or do stuff that requires this this you know uh, calculation mechanism. So with the ARBs blockchain, you you're able to still do that, but in a decentralized manner. So you, you don't have to kind of trust this single entity to do the work. You don't have to, to trust anyone because it's decentralized. And those orbs nodes are um, are motivated to still to, to continue to, you know, to play to play right as any other blockchain works. Like they are incentivized to, to do the right job. And again, it's decentralized. And so you have a decentralized uh, community that does this thing. Okay, so it's almost like building in 
like a second order action within the smart contract itself. So there's optionality based on different uh, parameters. So if it goes this way, do this. If it goes that way, do that. Like, for example, a limit order, if it hits the price, do this. Yeah. If it doesn't hit the price, do that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's really interesting. So that then opens up a whole new layer of interesting things that you can do because like you said, you're almost like programming something that's then interacting. Like you can almost program that layer to then amplify whatever you're trying to do. So that adds a lot of intelligence into to interactions. Yeah, that's exactly it. it you, you can, you know, take something that is currently very simple and, and kind of one-sided. Any contract requires you to kind of initiate the transaction, initiate the operation that you want to do. So this allows you to to make it, you know, a lot more complex and a lot more flexible. You can get triggers from the outside world to do something within those contracts. You can get, um, you know, timed action. Like you want every 10 minutes to do something in the contract to, to, to uh, you know, redistribute coins or, or whatever um, from the outside world. Okay. So the, this is, uh, this is the, the big, the big difference here. That's really, really interesting. Now, just to make sure that we're all just kind of grasping what we're really talking about here, because we're now getting into a pretty complex, um, thing, at least for me, it is. So, you know, I apologize if I'm, if I'm, you know, the slow one here, um, but maybe we could just talk about some additional examples of like, how can we use this technology and maybe talk about where you see this type of technology? Cause this is, this is infrastructure. Where do you see this being pushed to the limit? Okay. So okay, I'll give the way... a few examples. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll give a few examples. Um, I hope my connection is better now. I'm sorry. It's 1130 uh, where we are. We're based in Tel Aviv. So I don't want to go outside to the balcony, but I hope my uh, reception is better now. Uh, since earlier. Um, so I, th I think really like one of of the big problem uh, blockchain is what's called the oracle problem that the blockchain can't really see the blockchain doesn't have an api it doesn't know you know you can't interact with it the only way you can actions on the blockchain um so everything that has to do with interacting outside the blockchain like somewhere else on the internet is quite problematic and, and um we've seen just based on that i mean chain link is obviously one of the best Best examples. Um, they stand. Um, they standardize their uh, price feeds. Uh, in the industry, uses them. Um, and this is a good example. Basically, outside the blockchain, they're putting information on chain. Um, so this is one example of how you. And it can be used for very simple solution plex um, i understand my internet is glitchy again so that maybe you can continue yeah so you, you gave a good example um uh, uh, about the oracles so yeah this is a, a very good example because again 
it's something that wanna take something that is outside of the world of the blockchain and wanna insert it into the blockchain to be used by other contracts. So for example, price oracles, you, you wanna get the price of something that is outside of this specific blockchain. Maybe it's on a different DEX, on a different blockchain. You wanna use that price to you know, do all kinds of stuff with your contract, which is on, again, on a different blockchain. So you would use those oracles that, what, what does an oracle do? I mean, it reads something outside and then it transacts to the blockchain and it insert this data into their protocol. And then you trust this Oracle, right? You have to trust this Oracle to, first of all, you, you want to trust that it plays fair and, and do its work. And, but you also need to kind of uh, accept their standards. Um, and, and here, what, what you can do is again, it's, it, you can trust this decentralized layer. There's those nodes that have stake in, 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 in playing fair, uh, to, to do the same work as, as for example, as a price Oracle. To kind of read something outside and, and, and you know make sure that everybody reads the same data and, and transact to the blockchain and, and insert it to 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 some protocol okay so that's that's really interesting and again i think where a, a large part of the really the excitement at least for me is the fact that you can now take more complex functions or features that you want to see happen and now we can shove a lot more um into into it all in, in a very decentralized manner so that that seems like by nature a very good thing to improve the functionality of the um of, of what we're able to do as users of of blockchain so i'm curious when you're thinking about what the long-term implications are of this kind of technology, do you think that it's going to get to a point where maybe instead of programming, maybe multi-step, you know, but still somewhat basic sorts of, of functions, I mean, are we talking about like AIs on both sides that you're building in and it's like AI-driven contracts that then the contracts are are um, going back and forth, and there's like you know, and so then they're you know this is just like an unbelievably complex system. Like, where does this all go? What's the logical conclusion of this? So I, I would say like, well, let me try to give an example. Okay, so eventually um, we we all want to see you know uh, adoption from 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 everywhere, right? Want to see adoption for crypto and for for blockchain and for you want, want everything to be decentralized actually you don't want to trust to need to trust the centralized entities um but currently the state is that the blockchain is kind of separated from the real world so if, for example you want to i don't know you want to buy a car in a decentralized manner you want to own a car i'm not talking about you know just paying for the car i'm talking about you know the contract that says that you own this, this car or a contract that says that you rent an apartment somewhere. So for example, the, the apartment uh, I think is a better example. So let, let's think about an electronical uh, lock on your apartment that needs to somehow knows that you paid rent uh, to the blockchain, right? For a specific uh, period of time. So that this might be a good example for how you, you need something from the outside world 
to be able to, to talk to the blockchain and to get information to the blockchain and to send information to the blockchain. Um, so I think that this is where we're going. I mean, eventually we do want to be able to talk to the blockchain in a simpler way than just, you know, connecting ledgers and sending transactions and approving them, you know, in this very kind of frustrating uh, uh, way. So this this is where it's going. I mean, this is uh, this is what I, what I think. And, and this is just, you know, one step closer to this. It's creating this um, kind of connection layer between the outside world and the blockchain, which still is something that you can trust because it's a trustless uh, mechanism. Um, those nodes, they don't care what they're doing, right? They only care that they get that they get amount of the of the profit of the of the you know they get the stake their tokens and they get profit be, uh, because they they are paid for their work. The, uh, so so this is it. You don't need to trust any entity because they are all doing the same the same thing for them. I love that. So I'm I'm literally thinking. I mean, my mind's racing with the possibilities here because it seems like at which point we can make it so that when you pay rent, it keeps your doors open for the next 30 days or 31 days, or if you prepay or something, it keeps it alive for you know a whole year or something like that. It keeps keeps your doors open. I mean, that makes things so much more autonomous and self serve. I mean, you could literally say, okay, I want to rent something from this time to this time and you, you know, you pay for it and then it literally will unlock it for you. And, you know, maybe you then have like some biometric data on your phone to make sure that it's you that's actually yeah. using it at that point. I mean, that's a really cool future that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, think about, you know, just um, kind of going to work and instead of just, you know, uh, sliding your card, you would, you know, do a transaction to the blockchain that says, okay, he worked for that date and then he deserved this and that payment. Yeah. Um, I love that. And, and of course, um, going back to the no notification protocol, um, as we said, this is just just one, just our first use case for, for this. But, um, it's doing exactly that. It kind of connects the outside world with, with, you know, currently with, with just a push engine, but it connects you to the blockchain and in, in a way that, you know, that you are constantly connected to it. You don't need to do any transaction. You don't need to, to connect it. And, and, and again, as I said, the, you know, adding new notification is very simple. Um, as a matter of fact, we, we have a grant that we are uh, currently um, offering for, for, you know, for developers to write their own new uh, notification for for existing and new protocols. Like you can go to any of the existing protocols and write new type of notification, or you can you know decide that you want to uh, you know maybe even some protocol that isn't already on the on the different notification uh, app, and you want to add it because you have maybe you have position there, or maybe you just think it's it would be cool to to add it. So it's it's pretty simple. Just you know. You just fork the, the current project and you, you write your own notification uh, um, um, code there, and it's very it's a very simple code. Yeah, like you, you just have to, you just need to implement like two functions. One is just to create the form for the subscription. Subscri sorry, subscription. Um, you can understand that English is in my na native language, um, 
so just you just have to implement one function for the subscription and another function for the uh, kind of testing the you know the blockchain kind of the, the function that queries the blockchain and see that if a criteria is met then you know you should send this and that notification that is really interesting so uh, i'm curious because my mind uh, again it goes automatically to like let's push this technology to the furthest and that it could possibly go as fast and as hard as we can so could this be used actually to create almost like middleware between other different chains? Um, yeah, yeah, it could. I mean, this is just another another you know use case for this. Uh, you can connect anything to any chain. This is uh, this is the beauty of it, and not specifically the, the notification, right? But we we're talking about the. The layer three, the 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 um, the orbs blockchain. This is what it does. It allows you to write a code, that, uh, you know, just a regular uh, JavaScript code or just you know regular kind of EC2 uh, type VM, and and just run it and and you know talk to the blockchain, and you are assured that our blockchain, our decentralized blockchain, uh, runs it, and uh, you know. That's fascinating. So let's talk a little bit now about the future and what you really see as where your priorities lie as far as building moving forward. Are you like, like where, where's the focus? What's the, the current plan and, and what are we really building towards um, in the, in the short to midterm? Uh, okay, so now we are um, we're going forward with those use cases. We're trying to kind of uh, see uh, which are the best fit for this, and and those are kind of the first steps. But as as you know, as I said uh, earlier, kind of the sky is the limit. I mean, whatever you can think of that you know that will be beneficial for people to 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 drop onto the blockchain and, uh, and, and, you know, and you're thinking, how am I going to do this? I mean, am I going to, to run my own uh, VM on Amazon and, and, you know, have to kind of take the liability of it and, and, and be responsible for it to, 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 to do what it, it has to do. Um, so that's one option, right? But uh, the other option is do it and, you know, rely on this decentralized uh, layer that would do will do it for you and and, and um yeah we actually talked to a bit uh, a couple of uh, very interesting projects that really are thinking and, and you know doing some very innovative uh things in and in, in, in this way so again the sky is the limit uh, uh, whatever you you can imagine yourself like connecting to the blockchain in this matter that uh, it will be possible with this I love that. So let's talk a little bit about some of the folks that are building on it already, because it seems like you're providing a platform and then other folks, it's a building block that other folks can use to build on top of and connect different things. The I would love to hear some of the ones um, that you were talking about previously of um, some of the different uh, use cases that other folks are building on top of. Um, what are some of the most interesting ones and yeah, maybe you could just uh, share with us some some other use cases of and examples of people building with the technology. Um, 
so what we're currently, I mean, what we're currently doing other than the DeFi notification is, um, so, so say for example, you have, um, you have a protocol that is, that provides vaults. Okay. So, um, this is just, uh, this is a very common use case. All the vaults that all the vault protocols, they do need to kind of rebalance their vaults and, and, and calculate things that can be done on, on the blockchain. So, um, this is a very good use case because you need something that will be you, that will happen, you know, every uh, kind of period of time, every uh, predetermined period of time, and it's something that can be done using just the blockchain because you have to have this engine that keeps kind of doing this. And, and currently, all the projects, all the, those protocols, are doing it by themselves. They are paying for their own uh, VMs and 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 their own Amazons and. And they're doing um, doing it in, in first of all a centralized way, and so, sometimes you can you know you can uh, create this uh, function and allows uh, allow everybody to transact with it. So it's kind of okay, but sometimes they are even limiting it kind of to a whitelist of their own only their nodes or only their VMs to to rebalance this. So you have to kind of trust it. So this is just one use case that we currently do. Um, that it, it is exactly that. It's it's this function. It's this uh, kind of lambda function that has been triggered uh, each period of time by our decentralized nodes, and it calls the blockchain, does its work, transact with it with the blockchain, and then sleeps for another period of time. And all of this is done decentralized and doesn't need to rely on anything on any uh, any Amazon server. I mean. Some nodes run on Amazon, but some nodes run their own kind of uh, physical machines, and some nodes run on other kind of uh, providers. It's not uh, that you know. The, so even if Amazon itself kind of crashes, then you you still be uh, be able to rely on this to work. Um, another good example is uh, we have uh, auto compounding on 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 the Orb staking uh, protocol. So. Uh, if you stake your tokens in uh, in orbs, then you, in order to kind of to kind of do compounding, you need to kind of unstake and then restake those uh, rewards again to your uh, uh, to to keep staking. So uh, this is something we also also build on on the L3. We, we built like a very simple auto compounding engine. Just all it does it's it's going through all the addresses and just you know, claiming those rewards re rewards tokens and reclaiming that re restaking them to create this auto compounding. That definitely seems like there's going to be a huge wave of auto compounders that this sort of technology will bring in because now it can find the optimal whatever the optimal situation is to do the auto compounding as a you know as like a first step of just some of the really, really cool functionality that I can see coming along here. Well, th this has been fascinating. Um, guys, I, I really do appreciate y'all um, coming on and, and sharing about the project and the platform and the technology. Um, I want to scope out for a little bit. And I want to I want to just talk about um, obviously, you guys are doing incredible things um, right now, and the level of sophistication is unreal. It makes me very happy because I'm a huge nerd, so I love to hear about things like this. Um, I'm just kind of curious as far as when you're thinking about 
the future of blockchain, the 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 future of crypto, the future of you know the metaverse, and, and all these different things. Um, how does how does this play out? You know, where what are you seeing as far as that? I'm not asking anything at all about anything price related, but more about the technology, just the you know the the general development of the functionality and the technology. Like, where are we going? Um, maybe where are we really as far as what's possible, and then where are we going, and how long is it going to take us there from your perspective? Uh, this is a very good question. I mean, I'm sure that anybody has its own opinions. Um, as for me, I think that first of all, um, we would see more projects that you know connect, try to connect the real, real world kind of uh, you know even even games. Uh, you mentioned uh, metaverse, so even even you know games, and I'm not talking about uh, you know play to earn games. I mean, even just regular games will try to to do things using the blockchain because it will be first of all it will be uh, cheaper for them for the companies that will run those games to to use this instead of hosting their own kind of uh, you know databases and all that and and, and needing like um, uh, you know a financial layer on top of it so so this is something that I think we, we, we would see we would see more integrations from real you know simple simple applications that already exist. And, and are, you know, developed in a kind of complicated way today, we would see them kind of integrate with the, with the blockchain and, and doing things like in a more kind of generic way, like everybody would do the same thing. Everybody, for example, if you would create um, kind of a payment meth method for, for paying for games or, or subscription for, for, for games, then you would have this kind of very generic protocol that everybody will use and, and do the same and it will kind of, you know, revolutionize the way those projects are, are, are doing this this part um and and again i, I mean of course we, we can talk about the metaverse but kind of we still really don't don't we aren't really sure what the metaverse will look like and how it's gonna how it's gonna work there are so many companies that are saying that are doing metaverse but you know very few have really kind of showed us what is what it's gonna look like and 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 most of those are just you know kind of mock-ups so we still don't know where this is going but again the the kind of the the future of this is uh being able to trust this thing like you don't you won't you won't need to trust the entity that provides this service because it will be trustless and being able to to get it uh everywhere you won't you won't have to have you know the permission of your specific kind of country that you live in and whatever, um, and um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see how this uh, how this goes. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm tremendously excited for the future, so I I totally agree with you that it'll be really interesting to see what happens and how it happens and how it all comes together. Um, but uh, you know, I know this is late for you guys. Uh, getting close to midnight. Uh, I think it's about four minutes away from midnight, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I appreciate you guys uh, coming on. I know, Rand, we had a, a couple of technical difficulties. So thank you very much uh, um, for joining us earlier. And Deddy, thank you very much for um, uh, as well for, for sharing some of your time. Um, I appreciate you guys. Uh, where can we go to learn more about um, both the Open DeFi notification protocol as well as um, Orbs and, and the Orb blockchain. 
So you can go, to, of course, to orbs.com, uh, which is our website, and uh, you'll get a lot of information there about the orbs uh, uh, layer and uh, and everything that you know connected to the orbs blockchain. And you could go to defi.org, uh, which also kind of uh, surfaces more of the you know of the um, of of the type of projects that that has been done like uh, in a kind of open source way, like like the different uh, notification protocol. Um, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, uh, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us today here on DAP Radio. To everybody watching and listening, I want to thank you all very, very much for being part of the community for joining us today live. Uh, y'all are awesome because you're here live. So. Uh, I want to thank you again, um, Daddy, Ren. I appreciate you guys, and uh, thanks for sharing your time. Take care, guys. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye, guys.